Well tonight, we're gonna have a pizza party Pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party, pizza party janky setup right now <laughs> this is mary kate actually would be embarrassed <laughs> this is what's happening this is actually perfect Forgive we'll me. try if the audio you know this is a free podcast <laughs> and if the audio quality is not perfect that is why i stopped doing the podcast i was like i don't the pressure of good audio is just so much it's too much for me i'm b- always banging around the mic is so sensitive yeah yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Well, um, I guess I'll start with the intro. Cool. Welcome to another episode of Gimme Pizza, American Ashley podcast. I am your host, Amity Hansen, and I have a very special guest, a astrologer, a numerologer, <laughs> numerologist, an astrologer. Is it astrologer or astrologist? Astrologist. An astrologist, a numerologist, a human designist, an overall <laughs> mystic. A Myers Briggs expert, um, hobbyist, <laughs> um, and my roommate um, until tomorrow or today, um, Meredith Howell. Hey, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> what an intro. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. So you know, I'm really excited for this episode, actually, to really get into Mary Kay Ashley's like charts. Yeah, as much as we can in the next like hour, because you got to go to work and you got. I got to go. I have to finish packing. You have to move. This is was you know squeeze this in at the last minute just because I knew the listeners um, deserved an episode. This is for you. This is for you, you guys. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get into Mary Kay Ashley's charts their astrology chart which I had like wanted there was a period where I was like I really want to know Mary Kane Ashley's charts and then I was like it doesn't exist but it turns out you googled Mary Kane Ashley's birth charts and it was like the first result on Google mm-hmm. um if that tells the listeners anything about my due diligence <laughs> in researching things um and yeah, you found it so quickly, so fast. So before we get really get into the nitty gritty, yeah, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, what got you interested in all of these systems? Yeah, for sure. First, I just want to say thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. Really excited to be here. Um, yeah, I've been studying these systems for like the last five years consciously, but I'd like to think that. I've known these systems for many lifetimes. <laughs> if that just kind of gives you a sneak peek into like my cosmology. Um, but yeah, I found them essentially during my spiritual awakening. And before that, like you mentioned, I am a Myers-Briggs hobbyist and had a podcast about Myers-Briggs. And so I've always been really curious about like why people are the way they are. I'm an ESFP in case you know or care what that means. (laughs) But I like to think that that means that I'm driven by like individuals and motivations and just kind of trying to understand why people do what they do. And when I, when my consciousness awoke, Essentially, the universe gave me all these other ways to kind of explore personality, why our souls are here, 
And what I think is super interesting and in like my readings with my clients is that all of these systems are saying the same thing, but they're saying them in different languages and they offer a lot of different nuance and a different vocabulary for why we're here. And I think language is important and offers, yeah, just like different angles. Like you're looking at a piece of art from a different point of view. Yes. And my moon's in Aquarius in the seventh house, if any of you know what that means. And so I like to like intellectualize my feelings and thoughts and I like systems to kind of understand myself first and foremost. I think that's what these tools are ultimately for ourselves. But then being in the seventh house, I'm like, but I want to explore other too. So, so yeah. And so this is where I'll insert my disclaimer I like Amity mentioned, I found this on the internet. I don't know if they were born at 9.36 a.m. Yeah, I was kind of like, who who found this out? It could be like a true sleuth. Truly. A true, true sleuth that went through the hospital records and found their birth certificate and leaked it. Seems so invasive, but... And there's also a chance that it is in one of their little biographies. That's true. That's a, it's they're, they're, they're given, they're giving people, they gave people a lot of information about themselves as children. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was like jotted down in a book somewhere. I feel like too, especially because they're twins, there's so much energy around like, like who's older? Are they like three minutes apart or something? Yeah. I think Ashley's two minutes older. Okay. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I just think that's probably also why we know that. Yeah. But what's cool is if you don't have your birth time, numerology can really come in handy because you just need your full name as presented on your birth certificate. Mm -hmm. So, again, disclaimer, we are under the assumption that these are the names that are on their birth certificate. I don't know what's on their birth certificate. I'm pretty sure it's Ashley Fuller Olson and Mm -hmm. Mary Kate. Olsen. Mary Kate does not have a middle name. Which I just find so strange. They're like, eh, second child, who cares? Or I guess it's like Mary Kate is kind of like the but Kate that's is her like first name. You don't call her Mary. No. So But maybe it was just like too many words. I guess. Or the parents just like were not creative. Because Fuller is Ashley's Ashley's middle name and that's their mom's maiden name. Right. So maybe they just wanted them to have Ashley. Fuller Olson, Mary Kate Olson. No, Ashley. What's the lot? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, there are some audio issues because it's Mercury retrograde. It is Mercury. So, it's like so Mercury retrograde. Yeah. The lock on our garage or our gate to the trash did not work. Mm-hmm. My system is overloading. I almost saw two people get in a car accident. So close. Astrology is real, you guys. It is real, and it's pretty ignorant of us to record this on the last day of Mercury. <laughs> Honestly, we deserve They're gonna, this. It's going to just, the file will be lost. Yeah, eventually. we're going to do all this work, and then it's going to just, yeah. yeah. So as a price I'm willing to pay. As but anyways. A, anyways, <laughs> um, nobody cares about syllables, but what I will say is just so listeners have like an idea of where I'm coming from, like what my cosmology is. No one has to agree with me. It's just information for you to understand where I'm coming from. I believe 
that are essentially we are spirits. Um, we have souls and our souls are constantly trying to evolve and that we go through many, many lifetimes and in each lifetime, we essentially reincarnate with a mission. I think as like humans, often we think our mission is our jobs or our careers, but in astrology and in human design, like we have a role that we play mm -hmm. as like part of the collective, because I do believe that we are all like one being that have like fractaled off or whatever, mm -hmm. but that, yeah, our soul has come here to like do something very specific. Um, and we might do it. We might not. We have like many lifetimes to kind of figure that out because essentially we have eternity. So yeah, just so y'all know where I'm coming from. Yeah. That we're going to get, we're going to get real woo woo you guys. Mm -hmm. So if this is not for you, you know, then, uh, tur just turn it off. Just dip out. There's other Mary Kate Ashley podcasts you can listen to. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> um, so you, you want me to, yeah, you want me to get into it? Get into it. Okay. So Mary Kate and Ashley were born on June 13th, 1986, making their sun signs in Gemini, which is like so twins. Come on. It's kind of nauseating. If, if astrology was meant for anyone, it was meant for Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> so weird that you would have that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but what's interesting is because they're, they were born in the morning, we think, um, their sun sign is in the 11th house, which actually makes them very Aquarian Geminis. So mm -hmm. a lot of air sign energy, a lot of people energy. Um, Gemini in general is very creative, known for your voice, your writing. Um, it's known for your mind. Geminis are always classified as like very chatty. It's also like sibling energy, which mm -hmm. is kind of funny. It's also very local. It's like the like your local environment. Mm -hmm. um, but Aquarius is the globe. It's co the collective consciousness. It's, you know, very unique energy, very like um, rebellious. Uh, some people say it's an air sign. I like to think of it as like outer space. It's mm -hmm. like not even of this world. And I like to think of it also as like the future because I think time is relative and so yeah past present future are all happening now right so in some ways mary kate and ashley are kind of tapping into what will be that makes a lot of sense considering how influential they were with fashion even as children like they all it was like they had like their brains have always been you know five steps ahead right of everyone else like they know what's going to be cool like their presence is just such a um, influence for every like culture. Right. And just the fact that they have had such a global impact since literally they were born. Yeah. Like is really interesting to think about. What I find particularly interesting is that Chiron, which is an asteroid that represents like the wounded healer, is conjunct, meaning it's right next to their sun sign, which in general, like if someone, when somebody has this, it's like they are, they feel really insecure being seen for who they are mm -hmm. um, and can feel kind of wound. I mean, Chiron literally represents like where we were wounded in a past life and we've come into that 
into this lifetime kind of with that scar. Okay. And it's like still open even that wound. And we kind of have to heal that wound in this lifetime. And as we heal it, we then, that's how we heal others. So it's interesting to think about them as healers, even in general. Yeah. Because that is what they are. Like looking at this chart, it'd be like, oh, they're, they are wounded healers. But obviously, ideally, in their 30s, they would be, like, kind of working on that wound already. Yeah. It wouldn't be wide open. Yeah. I could see that. They are, they have been, like, particularly quiet. Right. Retreating. Mary-Kate got divorced, you know, in the last year. Right. She was, like, it seemed like a pretty toxic situation. Right. And, um, Yeah. I think in general, too, like, I don't know. I was a child growing up with Mary-Kate and Ashley. I was born in 1989. And there was something so witchy about their presence. Mm -hmm. Everyone wanted... Very mystical. Yeah. Everyone wanted to be them. Everyone loved them. But, yeah, they were always, like, felt pretty inaccessible at the same time, despite literally being everywhere. Yeah. They had a, like, this thing about them where they were, like, kind of like the girl next door. They were, like, down to earth. Everyone wanted to be like them, but they were still, like, these figures that were, like, you're never going to be quite like them. Oh, no. You're never going to get there, but they'll give you pieces of it in their Walmart clothes and like their cruises where you could go meet them and you can like, you can get just like a taste. Right. Well, and it's really interesting to think too, like, okay, they came into this lifetime with this wound and then they literally were never given a chance in this lifetime to have like a quote unquote normal human experience. Like nothing about their life has been normal and that's like I don't know I guess I like that's just a really interesting consciousness right to even explore so that's interesting especially too because Uranus which is the planet that rules Aquarius so again like sudden change trauma genius it's like Mm -hmm. your genius planet wherever Uranus is in your chart is where that's where you like express yourself and like yeah, what you're here to innovate um, mm-hmm. for them is in the house of their creativity and their self-expression directly opposite their son. So it's like so much of their life path is like the genius axes of like, mm. what do I have here to express to people? And like, how is that going to benefit like humankind? Wow. I know. That's like, cr- that's just blows my mind thinking about who they are as figures and then what you're telling me their chart yeah. is. Like, yeah, the global impact, the, the, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, because also it's interesting because everyone wanted to be Mary-Kate and Ashley, right? right? Well, I guess I should speak for, like, little white girls. I don't know about anybody else's experience <laughs> because I was a little white girl. But, like, they also seemed kind of wound, like, kind of, yeah. like, they also so, do seem insecure. I mean, Mary-Kate had her eating disorder. Right. And, and and thinking also about that, just the position that Ashley was put in, especially because Mary-Kate had her treatment in, um, when they were, like, 18, it was, like, right after New York Minute, 
And Ashley had to basically do press tours alone. Wow. And she had to kind of be there to for Mary Kate's like image. Like she was going in there, you know, caring for her sister, having to play that role. Right. Well, and interesting too to be like nothing about their experience has really ever been about their individual experience. Yeah. It's always been like, I am part of this unit. Right. When people think of me, they always will think of my sister. They will right. always think of us as, as a, a duo. Yeah. And that's interesting because... What a way to go about, like, life. And evolving as a soul, like on a soul level. And then you could even be like, I don't know. Get it like is there does their soul travel together right all the time is it one soul, soul? It, it, it manifesting as two different people these i mean the twins which like you ooh, would think with i their, got chills right thinking when, about that well because especially with their specific life path like do i think every twin like set of twins is one soul split no but when a twin experience is so closely tied to one another. Right. You almost kind of think, like, was this such a powerful soul that had to come in, knew it was going to have such influence that it was like, I need to incarnate two bodies also to add, like, nuance to what I'm here to do. Right. Which is just weird to think about in general. It's, like, creepy. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe if you, like, presented that idea to them, they'd be like, we're too fucking different. Like, fuck you. <laughs> right? Yeah. Who are you to come in and <laughs> say that we're two Shut different souls? Up. Or maybe they could... I wouldn't doubt that they're into some witchy fucking shit, and they're, like, thinking about this. They probably go to some psychic yeah. and go to have their own astrologist yeah. and do these things and have done this work. Yeah. I mean, for all we know, they're fully awake. Oh. You know? I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Right. I mean, with with the the impact that they have and the, the way the pl- they play their cards, it, like, and I, yeah. And just, like, thinking about, like, you know, yeah, maybe their body image, like, issues or their disordered eating I don't know if it was both or just Mary Kate. Yeah, I, I know about Mary Kate, but I wouldn't doubt that Ashley has problems too. Right, but like in general, just like occupying a body is rough. And then like to have your body seen by everyone. Yeah, and I've said this before, like no wonder yeah. they dress in bat. Like, yeah. like you can obviously find pictures of them, like paparazzi images, of them looking stylish as hell. But then there's other times where they're just like, covered the fuck up or especially when they were like younger mary kate in particular when she was like 18 dressing like boho and like some of her clothes were like what the fuck right it's like yeah yeah don't leave me alone i'm gonna defy expectations yeah exactly yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna rebel against what you think i should be doing yeah which is so aquarian so i i need us all to think about them yes they're gemini's but they're also very aquarian so we need Mm, to keep that in mind yeah that may I see that, yeah. That this otherworldly, this the age of Aquarius, you one hundo, yeah. And then they're rising Leos, which is interesting because Leo is the opposite of Aquarius, right? So Leo and Aquarius, they live on the axes, which is the genius axes. So again, mm-hmm. Leo being what is my genius, what is my authentic expression, 
what is my creativity and how am I going to like basically like a child stand up naked to the world and say, here I am, you know, like shameless. And then you have Aquarius, which is like thinking about all of humanity, thinking about how that creativity is going to benefit and progress society. How is it going to, you know, push the limits, rebel against the status quo. If Leo is a Ferrari, Aquarius is the public transportation. Oh, right. Yeah. So they, they're opposites, but they are working together always. Right. right? And as a, as rising Leo's, your rising sign is what you exhibit more when you're a child. So when like you're younger, that's how people one first perceive you. Mm -hmm. And then like more, how you express yourself as children, which I feel like we really saw from them. Yeah. Very like, I don't, they just seem like gregarious. Yeah. Fun. Life of the party. Pizza party. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like. I mean, their whole brand was, you're invited to our parties. You're invited to our our detective mysteries. Mm -hmm. You know, you're invited into our world uh, as like fun young girls of the 90s right and the early aughts like the new millennia right yeah and just like very yeah it's a party it's fun and so it's just interesting to be like yeah that tracks like i feel like rising leos in general are just like they're they can be the life of the party um i feel for a millennial rising leos because of what like pluto and like squirp that we're scorpio and pluto Scorpio, Scorpio and Pluto. Um, Pluto and Scorpio kind of like play a role in um, in their chart. But yeah, I just think that's interesting being rising Leos. Mm-hmm. And then their moon, which I like to think of your moon as the character of your past life. So it's like what you have a PhD in. You come in like fully equipped with this. For them is a moon in Virgo. Zero degrees, so like right on the cusp. Like oh, they're Virgo moons. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so am I. <laughs> oh, this is it's all starting to make sense. This right. is where Mary Kay and Ashley and I really bond. <laughs> <laughs> We're right. on it's on a soul level, so <laughs> right. Well, and like a Virgo moon is like I feel emotionally secure through details, through work, through working hard. Very connected to like perfectionism, especially around my body and my health and especially for them in their bodies because it's in their first house, which is the house of self, like the house of like your physical, wow. your like how people perceive you, how people see you. Um, but it's right on the, like, I mean, it, there's still also Leo aspects to that um, mm-hmm. and also Aries aspects because of that first house energy. So Maybe a little bit emotionally impulsive, maybe anger, but also with the Virgo, it's going to be like a really deliberate, like Mm -hmm. really discerning of like how they, one, like express themselves emotionally, which I think we see from them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't know anything really about them and that like, and even I'm like, they're so elusive. Right. Yeah, they are like very... And like not you, I feel like unless you're like really in their tight circle, like you're not going to know how they feel ever. No. Even as children. No. I mean, you, you watch interviews of them as kids and like they, you know, they're, 
You you could tell they're like putting on. They're performing. A hundred percent. And then you see like the the clips that are like oh a, a pan of them as children at like some big event and it's just like the dr- life draining from their face it seems like wow where it's just and, and it's in like the, all those like like the driven documentaries where they like they pan and they slow motion it's black and white and it's oh, like okay. Mary Kate and Ashley you know they they never like the whole narrative that their parents spun and like their management spawn was like they could say no whenever they want. They mm. can always say no. They can stop. We told them that whenever they want to stop, we'll stop. But but when it's all you and, know. And you're a child and you don't want to let people down. And right. you, it's a false. Like I've talked about this before in episodes. It's a false sense of choice. Like yeah. they have a choice. Sure. But like they, they didn't. Right. And I think that that really like made them keep a lot close to their chest because if they are honest like so much is at stake people's careers people like happiness their fans like but I think they're getting to a point now where they really like don't give a fuck you know right where they're still going to keep everything really close yeah to like they but they know that they don't need to like I guess that like they're not holding the world up right themselves Right. Well, and that's, and it's interesting too, because they don't act anymore. Mm -mm. Right. I mean, they were basically like, we, we made our, our namesake and now like, we're going to make money building an empire. Right. Like we're going to do the fashion and we're going to be behind the scenes. Yeah. That's interesting. That's really interesting. It's interesting because their Pluto is in the fourth house, which means like their soul came here to develop inner emotional security. Wow. And so that could be like an emotionally unavailable parent. Um, Not always. Like you can have Pluto in the fourth house and have emotionally available parents and just like learn emotional, inner emotional security other ways. But oftentimes you have a parent who's emotionally unavailable because it's catalyzing you to develop that inner emotional security. Mm-hmm. And so people with this placement will attract partners who are emotionally unavailable because, because you need to do it yourself. And what I mean by that is like when you're feeling upset, when you're feeling triggered, whatever, that you have coping mechanisms within yourself to basically like mother yourself, parent mm. yourself out of that. You're not like, oh, honey, I'm so upset. Like, can you please like you make me feel better? Like take yeah. my feelings and transmute them for me. Right. Um, and that's why I said being a millennial rising Leo is tricky because if chances are, if you are, then you have this placement. So it's a really interesting dichotomy, right? Because you're like, I'm gregarious. I'm here. I'm, this is how people see me. And at the same time, I'm deeply emotionally insecure. I feel like nobody is supporting me emotionally. Mm. And the reason on a soul level that that's the case is because I have to do it on my own. And until I develop those skills, I will not attract partners or people who will do that for me. Once I do, then they can meet me where I'm at. They're always going to be a mirror of my emotional well-being and emotional skill level. Yeah, it's interesting thinking of them in that way. It just, like, made me realize, like, they have, like, total inner worlds. Yeah. They have their own trauma, like, things Mm -hmm. that we don't know about. They have their whole inner experience 
is such a unique thing that we will never have access to. And all we can really do is hypothesize via their like astrological charts and stuff. And like, just get a glimpse. It almost feels invasive. It does. It feels like a little creepy because it's like, that could be totally true for them. Yeah. It could also not be. I mean, I'm totally open to it not being true, you know? Um, but yeah, I find it super fascinating mm-hmm. to think about the fact that because that soul mission has really little to do with their careers. Yeah. It seems like their careers have probably been pretty catalyzing for that soul mission. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were baby bosses i mean they they came out the womb and they were boss babies you they know they were the original boss babies. they truly were and so it's like they've never known any other experience no. they've never had to be like oh my god what am i gonna do with my life i mean maybe they have asked themselves those questions but they're not like how am i gonna pay the bills right right which i think a lot of us when we get hung up on like why am i here what am i doing it's like, how am I also going to pay these bills? So it's it's an interesting soul experience on yeah. a lot of levels. That, like you said, we'll never know. But, I mean, their Saturn's also in the fourth house. So, like, just when it comes to, like, family life, their home life, being parents themselves, like, there's just a lot of, like, hard lessons there. A lot mm. of major life lessons. Oh, I bet. I mean, I just... To be just to understand their family dynamic with their parents, like they're not, they don't, you don't really see them with their their mom anymore. Like you really? saw them with their mom mm. when they were younger. Obviously, um, you will see them occasionally with Lizzie with Elizabeth Olsen in New York or L.A. Like paparazzi will catch that, um, and I know, and they'll be together at events and everything. But yeah, they're their brother i mean they i follow their brother on instagram and he does not post photos of them he seems to be closer with like their half siblings interesting um and it, yeah and like their their mom has like lizzie has posted pictures with their mom like for thanksgiving i mean mary and ashley are not featured in those photos and it's so hard to know like is that just like is that by choice is or that is that NDAs, or are we like reading so much into it where it's like they they have a maybe they have a fine relationship with their family right and they just have really strict boundaries and they like, just like don't post pictures of me on social media lizzie you're in show but we'll we'll attend the same events like for business reasons and everything and right uh, and uh, yeah i it could just be like yeah we're not, we'll go on family vacation, but like, we're not telling any, like, we're going to be so discreet about it. But then how do you even escape? I mean, it's interesting because like Saturn in the fourth house is developing really strong boundaries with family. Mm. And so maybe they, I mean, maybe they had really like, you know, maybe they had to learn that the hard way. And Mm -hmm. so because they have taken those lessons in stride, They've gained mastery. I mean, clearly they've gained mastery at it. Like, yeah, yeah, we could hypothesize that they're estranged from their family or we could hypothesize they have really healthy relationships and they just have really clear cut boundaries of what's allowed. Right. Which would make total sense. Yeah. Especially if they felt that maybe their boundaries were Mm -hmm. crossed 
as mm. children, as teenagers, that they they're like, you know, we're taking our we're taking our lives in our own hands and I love you, but I yeah. I can't. this is where I draw the line. I mean, I have I didn't have very I didn't have a, a showbiz childhood, but I have very strong boundaries with my family. I'm like, I can't live in the same state. <laughs> I'm moving back in with them. But <laughs> I'm like, okay. I normally, I'm like, I really need so much space right. from you guys. Yeah. You guys are too much. And I, you know, I wouldn't doubt that Mary and Ashley have a similar, you know. Yeah, I mean. Just boundaries. They're yeah. family. I mean, and I'm sure they also have, like, support systems outside of their family that have clearly helped them, like, establish mm-hmm. that. Um, it'd be so interesting. I mean, because so much of, like, what their family is, it's like, they probably have just such a a tight inner circle. Oh, yeah. Of people for sure. who aren't even their family. Yeah. And probably, yeah, I don't know. It's so interesting. Yeah, I can't imagine. I, when I think of, like, their friend circle i'm sure they have a lot of friends but i also think that they probably have like just their core group yeah Yeah, because at the end of the day think about how many people on this globe feel like oh yeah like i'm friends with me you know like oh you know like just the way that they establish their brand as as Mm -hmm. children i felt like i was their friend yeah you know what i mean and so they really are playing with this like fun house of mirrors in mm. a lot of ways. Like, I don't know. They're kind of trippy when it comes to reality and timelines and they're, they're living on a whole other reality. True. Like just, yeah. So there's a lot to go over with someone's chart. And because we're going to talk about a bunch of systems, like any astrology lovers out there, like I know I didn't cover it all. Okay. So like, just, we're going to move on. There's so much more I could say, but I'm not going to. So So then we have human design. Now, for people who are not familiar with human design, it is another system like astrology where you enter your birthday, your birth time, your location, and it generates a chart for you. And this chart is essentially like what role you're here to play on this earth and like what type of aura you have and how to best use that aura to be in flow with the universe, with source, with God, whatever. And it was channeled by some guy, Ra Uruhu in like 1987 and is like the intersection of a lot of different systems, like the I Ching chakras, astrology, so on and so forth. And there's, like, five options for human design. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mary-Kate and Ashley both have the aura. Again, assuming that their information online is accurate, they're both generators. And so what that means is that their role on this earth is to generate energy for the collective. And the way that we do that is through work. And again, I don't even just mean like the things that you get paid for. Like we have to kind of like step out of that capitalistic mindset for a second Mm -hmm. or always. And um, just think about like doing the things that light you up and using your energy. So when I say work, I mean like expending energy, Mm -hmm. burning energy, because as you burn energy doing the things that you love, you actually generate more. It's like running on a hamster wheel. So Mm -hmm. you're running on that hamster wheel, you're burning your energy, but you're 
creating all this other energy that you can use, but also that like non-energy types can use. Um, and so then you could think about just the fact that we're all one being and that there's just these different corners mm-hmm. sections. I, I don't get it. I, yeah. I love it. I don't, it's okay that I don't understand. <laughs> um, yeah. And so they're here to like generate energy, which I feel like they've done such a good job yeah. at doing. Um, granted, like, I don't know how they feel in their daily life. Like if they feel drained or if they feel energized, if they love what yeah. they do or not, I don't know. No one will know. No one. But what I did think was really interesting, and so each person also has a profile in human design. So you have like your type, which is generator, your strategy, which for them would be to respond to things. So in a lot of ways, it makes sense that their parents were like, you're going to be, you want to be famous? And they were like, yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, like they weren't, they didn't like wake up one day and be like, I want to act. It's like, right. There's just these things that they've been responding to their whole lives, probably. Especially because they probably had managers that were like, you want to start a clothing line? They're like, yeah. Yeah. You know? And then from there have created. But for them, they're like six twos in human design, which essentially means that they're like the role model hermit, which is so class. Like, I just feel like another word for it is like the exemplary human, which I feel like is like, aren't you a six two as well? I don't know. I think you are. Aren't I a generator? You are a generator. I thought my my thing is to respond. Yeah, yeah. All generators. It's to respond. To respond. That is the the strategy for a generator. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like your um yeah, you are also a six two. So that makes sense why you feel so much kinship with them. Yeah. Because you're here to, you kind of, I don't, how do I explain this? Like you're, yeah, you're living this. So your profile essentially is like how you process data. If you're a computer, like if you're, if your brain is a computer, it's like how, what is that, the role of your data processing mm-hmm. system? And so a six, two would be to like brought like to share information but not in a way where you're like like literally broadcasting it's more just like by being who you are Mm. by being who you are you're like sharing data essentially in this like really unique weird way and then like unconsciously you're collecting data but again through this like very like hermit slash like artistic Mm. way where it's like you're painting in your apartment and you live on the bottom floor and you're butt naked but the curtains are drawn do you know what Mm. i mean yes like you want to be seen but you won't be seen right does that make sense yeah you want to be caught doing something weird but you won't right yeah that makes in how you collect your data interesting that's like so just like thinking about them too in that way you're like yes yeah right where especially thinking about the exemplary human it's like Uh so interesting to think about right another way to kind of understand the six two profile for them is like their first cycle of life so from like zero to 30 they're going out there and they're like 
learning through their mistakes. So they're just like trying stuff out, failing, learning through their mistakes. It's a very experimental phase. Mm -hmm. Their second cycle of life, which they're in now, from like 30 to 60, they retreat. They go onto the roof, like of like say they're they're on the roof and they're observing people, and that's how they're learning. So their first cycle, they're out there actually doing it. The one's failing. Mm. Then they go to the roof. They're watching. Oh, I see what that person did there. That is crazy because they in the last few years, they were doing more interviews. They were like going out. They were doing like book shit and like mm-hmm. they were. They had this thing called stylement, and they were doing like little sketches for the uh, for the like, mm-hmm. and that was probably like their like mid twenties, latish twenties, and then it was almost like they turned thirty, and you were like, yeah, they went back underground essentially, right? They didn't go underground; they went on the roof. They'd be watching. They're out there looking at what people are doing and learning through their mistakes, learning through other people's mistakes, learning through other people's experiences. Wow. Especially because they probably went through their Saturn return in their third, like, you know, between 27 and 32. And it was probably really emotionally challenging um, because it was in the fourth house. And so, yeah, that probably initiated the retreat. Mm-hmm. Their cycle of wisdom, which will be from like 60 to when they pass or when they transition to another you know, form, will be the, them coming down from the roof mm-hmm. and then being the role model. And yeah. just like being that exemplary human. I've learned through my mistakes. I've learned through other people's mistakes. And now I'm here to just be and essentially affect everyone and everything around me. Mm. Which is crazy because obviously they're already doing that right but to think about what the impact of that could be in like 20 years is so we'll have to revisit yeah could you imagine if you posted another podcast in 20 years (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah okay but this is what's even more bonkers about their human design so then in human design we have like an incarnation cross which is essentially like in this system why they have come to do what they're here to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read it because there's like 190 something of these. I don't have them memorized. And this is from humandesigns.tools. Okay. Just to, to share my source. They're the left angle cross of confrontation. Meaning in general, they're here to like burn up karma for the rest of us. Like some of us are here to like create karma. Others are here to burn up karma. So that's interesting in and of itself. But it says this is energy to come from the outside and take control what is rightfully yours. In society and business, there will always be management or control that gets stagnant over time. This cross is here to shake things up, usually from the outside. Like a corporate raider who comes in to optimize the pieces of a large business. This is the energy to take control and lead to a more streamlined and profitable configuration. This is not just about government or business. This force will take hold in your personal life or community. The real drive here is power and control. Wow. Right? Damn. Because I just... It's interesting because... I believe our first cycle of life before our Saturn returns, we are truly living our karma. Uh-huh. We're living the karma of our past life. So it's interesting for them to literally be born and then be put into the spotlight. For them to build 
this wealth, this brand, this namesake, kind of unconsciously. Yeah. Honestly, from our perspective, who's to say? I mean, they're children, so there's (laughs) something there. But now to be like, to almost be so out of control of your life Mm -hmm. and then to... It had to be so far, right, out of control mm-hmm. to the point where you're literally, your image is out of your control. Everyone on the planet, okay, not everyone, but like a wide majority of the planet has thoughts about you, yeah. has narratives about you. And then to be like, I have to take all of that back for myself. Damn. Is bonkers. What a... I know. Like, what a job to do. That's hard. Like, they must just be, like, old souls. They have to be. I've always thought that. Yeah. Just, like, I mean, just when you think about, like, little kids being such boss babies, you're like, you've done this fucking dance. Right. What if they're the first souls? (laughs) (laughs) The first souls of what? Of the, of existence. I mean, <laughs> like, you mean, like, they have incarnated into Mary-Kate and Ashley the, as a soul. They were the first soul? Yeah. You think they're God. <laughs> I mean, this is Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast, so. <laughs> no, I don't think they're God, but I do think that they're are very influential souls. Yeah, I mean, clearly. Yeah. I mean, we know that to be true. Right. Because they're out here influencing the masses. They got a book called Influence. I mean, we're talking about them on a podcast. Right. No one's talking about me on a podcast. They're getting a free reading right now. (laughs) (laughs) That they probably hate. (laughs) Who knows? Maybe they'll listen to this and they'll be like, actually... Wow, that really resonates. I'm going to give Meredith a call. Oh, I'm going to get an uh, in-depth reading. I have a call. I'm a potential spam. <laughs> <laughs> I get a message. This is Mary Kate and Ashley Olson's um, manager. We'd like to book a reading. <laughs> I honestly would say no, I think. Really? Yeah, 100%. Could you, I mean, the pressure? You're talking, I mean. Yeah, the pressure to do a reading. Mm-mm. I'm good. Call Channy Nichols. It's like, I don't, mm-mm. They don't, they don't want me. <laughs> so it's interesting about those systems is like those two that we talked about are based on the time you were born. I know my computer makes a lot of noise. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay. The time you were born, the day you were born. So for them, that's the same, essentially. But numerology is where things get different because they have different names. In this system, yes, you use your birth date and that's your life path. They have the same life path. But... The rest of their numerology blueprint is different because they have different letters in their names. And each letter has a number associated with it. So uh-huh. you're, it's like you're doing all this math. Um, and so numerology, their life path is both the seven, which is the introspective truth seeker, which is interesting because if you look at their astrology, their north node is in the ninth house, which is like the house of learning, but like philosophically, uh-huh. right? Like higher education, travel, like understanding different cultures, like seeing that there's all these different paths that lead to the same seed of truth, uh-huh. which I ultimately think is love. So it's interesting because with two people who literally have a gigantic empire and are seen by the whole world for their life path to be about introspection mm. and like asking why and like, 
sitting like it's like the guru energy right yeah you know it's monk energy it's scientist energy it's like investigative and it's the highest mind energy Mm -hmm. so it has like the most concentration and like intellect and i could see them being some real like introspective just like just like the like having thoughts on like or having conversations on like deep mysteries of life like with their friends and with each other well think about it i mean it's interesting to think that maybe that's the life path that they've had is the exact perfect life path for an introspective truth uh-huh. seeker because their career is figured out their money is figured out they're you know like mm-hmm. they it's like buddha right like he was a prince he had everything at his fingertips he lived in abundance it was like and once he had all of his like worldly desires met that he was like i'm gonna go sit under a tree Mm. and figure out what's actually true like what's actually real none of this other stuff actually makes me happy because it's all fleeting it's not Uh you know and so that's super interesting yeah it gives you a whole different perspective on like their retreating from everything. What if they're from Buddha? Yeah, hey, you know, anything is possible. <laughs> I mean, truly, they really could have been like, mu- like, what if this is their like last place before they reach like total enlightenment and then get to like? <laughs> I mean, technically, Buddha. It was enlightened. That's like right. the whole thing. Right, right, but right. But they, I mean, we all are Buddha. Uh-huh. We all have Buddha in, Buddhahood in us, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean, maybe this is the thing that pushes them to ascend, like to enlighten. Because all, the, I mean, Buddhist philosophy is like, you know, we live miserable lives because we're either craving something or we're, we have aversion to something. Mm-hmm. And so in a world where they're presented with they can crave they don't crave i mean they probably crave but crave things that they can't buy yeah and then they probably have a lot of things that they have aversion to Mm -hmm. because the world is shoving things on them all the time and it's just interesting yeah it's their life path yeah or they're making scientific discoveries that we don't know about. They could have a whole science lab we don't know about. They are the most mysterious Mm -hmm. little women. Like small, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're very small. They are, That's like another part of it that I think is like very witchy and mystical. It's like Mm. their their size. I mean, they're like 5'1 or whatever. Like, No, they're not. Are they that? They're tiny. Uh, Um, As a tall woman, I resent that, that that you think that witchy people are small five two yeah mary kate's five two ashley is five one and then elizabeth is five six and trent is five eight that's so interesting because elizabeth i always thought was i mean you said she's five six she's five six so she's my height oh because i'm like oh i just she i always perceived her as really tall it's because i'm looking at photos of her next to her sisters yeah for five one and five two yeah that's weird that's weird to think about meeting Mary Kate and Ashley and them being really small. Yeah, they're so petite. And sometimes I'm like, okay, were they 
always going to be this small or are they that small because of how overworked they were and were they put on weird diets? I mean, really you're just like hypothesizing for the sake of hypothesizing. Right. But, um, just like wondering, cause they are like, I mean, there are people naturally very short. Yeah, of course. But you know, their sister's five, six, Trent is five, eight, which is, you know, an average man, male height. Right. I mean, short people do live longer. So what if they live to be like 200 years old? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I could see it. With the secret lab that they have. I mean, when you really get, you want to get re- real, real into the conspiracy theories about age regression and how rich old people just keep on mm-hmm. living and mm-hmm. there's a lab underground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're on the roof. <laughs> They're, they're on the roof. Their lab is on the roof. They're creating concoctions and potions to yeah. live forever. They, I could truly see them being practicing witches, honestly. Oh, yeah. 100%. And yes. I just, like, I would be a part of that coven. Oh, I would be. I. Oh, my gosh. What if their franchise is their coven? Like, what if you. What if this was a whole conspiracy? Like, what if you are a witch, like, in their coven and you're manifesting for them all the time? Like. What if they're sucking the youth out of you? I They can take it. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot take my youth. Mary Kane Ashley, if I can drain my blood. <laughs> Put my hair in your potions. <laughs> like, Would you sacrifice yourself for them? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> That's a good place to be. I wouldn't sacrifice my frog either. Yeah. Okay. If Mary Kane Ashley, I'd be like, my, witch- my witches wouldn't ask me to do this. Whoa. Yeah, look you've, at you. You've, you're taken over. I mean, this is a whole. That's good boundaries for you. <laughs> you can know? actually ask me to kill my frog, and I'd be like, "You aren't the woman I thought you were." <laughs> this podcast is canceled. <laughs> we're done. This, we're moving on. Oh, that'd be quite a weird timeline. <laughs> so, um, because we have to finish up here. What I do think is interesting is their destinies are different because mm-hmm. they have different names. You add up all the letters in their name, and that's what gives you your destiny number. For Mary Kate, it's a six, which is the responsible caregiver. So that's like parent energy. Okay. I'm wondering. So a rumor, I don't know how true this is. You know, people have like the inside scoop that they tell the tabloids. Um, apparently, one of the reasons why Mary Kate and her husband broke up is because she wanted a kid whoa and he's like i'm old i have a kid like no mm. do i know this to be true 100 percent? no but interesting that you bring that up right when this was a supposed reason mm-hmm. that they got divorced yeah especially because like my destiny number is a six. Oh my god and one so is my life path i have a lot of six energy not that you guys care and I've always gravitated towards Mary Kate mm-hmm. since I was a child. But also part of that is our names will start with M. Mm-hmm. And that's how children work. You know? <laughs> but interesting, right? So I right. wonder, it'd be really cute to see her as a mom. It's so hard to imagine. It is. I think also it's hard to, for me to imagine because she's so short. <laughs> right, which is weird. Like, and the idea of like Mary Kate like being pregnant, I'm like... That is so cute, but also, like, so hard to picture. And, like, who's to say? Does she want to be pregnant? Does she want Or does she just want... Does she just want... Does she want a surrogate? Does she want to adopt? Like, we don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. Well, she'll probably just, like, one day emerge with a child. And, like, no one will know if she was pregnant, if she... 
Yeah. If it's hers, if there's, if mm-hmm. it's an adoption, if it's a surrogate. Which I get. If the I whole, think that that's fucking, you know. If the whole world is creating stories about you all the time, why give them more ammo? Yeah. Or I guess it would give them more ammo to make up stories about what happened. I guess. But. <laughs> but also it's like, let them guess. Right. You know. Because that's actually what the people want. Yeah. Honestly. Ashley's destiny is the 11-2, which is the inspirational teacher or the soul messenger. Wait. That's not what I am. I can't. No. No, you're 22-4. 22-4. Mm-hmm. So we could posit, based on their, their charts, that Ashley is an older soul than Mary-Kate, like if we really wanted to. I don't know. I don't really care about that. But it's interesting that her destiny path or her destiny is like, yeah, it's a very triggering mm-hmm. um, destiny because 11 twos are like hyper mirrors for people. Right. And so if you're ready for that, like if you're ready for that, it feels really catalyzing, really enlightening and awakening. You you walk away from someone with an 11 two in their chart and you're like, wow, I feel so seen and I just feel like reinvigorated mm-hmm. but if you are not ready for that message and you're interacting with an 11 2 then you just feel really triggered and like what the like fuck this person you know mm. just be just by them being who they are interesting right so it's i'm wondering if ashley's actually gonna maybe like write a book one day like truly her own book not tied to her sister i could see that she seems more like that doesn't she yeah she seems more like I don't. I, I shouldn't even speculate. I literally know nothing. I about mean, them. it takes it takes no harm, right? It's not harmful to speculate. Yeah, I think that Ashley is kind of more. It's hard to say because, like, Mary Kate was acting after they decided to stop acting. Like, she continued. She is, and Mary Kate also has like ADHD. Mm. She is, um, like, she categorizes herself as like the more like the messier one. The kind of scattered, she's left-handed. I mean. Interesting. Yeah, she's kind of like the different one. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like, right. the, she was like the rock and roll type. But yeah, she got like extra time on her SATs because she has ADHD. Interesting. Um, But Ashley has had like more of a. They took their SATs? Why? Yeah, they, yeah, they took their SATs. Why? Because they went to, they applied to colleges. And they went to college? Mm-hmm. Where'd they go? Mary-Kate went to NYU. I, You're telling me NYU wasn't going to just let her in? I think that they stuff. really wanted to be, like, normal. prove themselves mm. as being normal. Do we know what she got on her I don't know. I mean, it's, maybe it's somewhere. Some college admissions person leaked it out. <gasps> Cool. But yeah, they Mary Kate went to NYU. I want to say Ashley took some NYU classes, but I know particularly that Mary Kate went to NYU and like her classmates would like take pictures of her and like mm. it became like a really stressful thing. So she didn't finish. Right. Yeah. We can she again could, going she out could finish, there trying and failing things. She could finish right now. She could just do online school. She totally needs a degree. <laughs> There's one thing we've learned about college degrees is, is that, that they're very valuable, especially if you're successful. Really useful. It's going to it's gonna really bump up their pay. Yeah. They're going to be able to go in. <laughs> and, and create a case yeah. for a raise. Mary-Kate's going to sit down with Ashley and be like, so, <laughs> I just finished my degree and um, I want a 20% raise. <laughs> and Ashley's going to go, 
fine. <laughs> whatever, sis. Squeeze your hand twice or whatever. That's what they, they like squeeze each other's hands. To talk to each other? To like, it basically like say like that they're okay. Oh. Yeah, they like talked about it in like an uh, interviewer book when they were really young and then they still, you can still see them do it. And That's like, so cute. I know. I would never hold hands with my siblings. Yeah, they like just like do like two squeezes or something, three squeezes. So it's like cute. I love you. That's so cute. Um, wow. I'll show you a video of it. It's really precious. But also, I just realized not like to circle back to the beginning of our conversation. They're fraternal, so mm-hmm. maybe they are two souls. Yeah, you know, they're not. It wasn't the same cell that split. Right. But I mean, now we're applying science to souls, and I mean. It's this, that's a slippery slope. Right. But getting back to like Ashley's like soul or her like life path Mm -hmm. is her destiny. Her destiny, yeah, is that she does seem, it's hard to like put into words, like not like the businessy one, but kind of like the more of the face of things. Like she, and I just like looking back to at like when Mary Kate was in her treatment and Ashley had to go and like Mm -hmm. kind of be the voice and like, the PR person almost for Mary Kate. Yeah. She kind of has, she takes on that like first child energy. Right. Of like the expectations have, you know, to be, to have everything in place Mm -hmm. and to, to keep the wheels going, you know, like without Ashley, would it be an empire? I mean, Mary Kate's her ADHD would probably, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there's so much brilliance that comes from, you know, that, type of thinking but oh, right yeah. like then you also need to ground it down mm-hmm. and both of them are born on the 13th which is a four so there is a lot of like hard working energy right um they're they're natural hard workers which is just interesting to think about um so i do have a question about like astrology and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so these charts do they they shift with each lifetime or they mm. are they kind of is there like a baseline that like maintains through each lifetime or I guess we will never know oh no yeah I mean I guess I would think that in each lifetime you had a different chart because mm-hmm. you were here to work on different, different things, things. And yeah to incarnate into different forms and to form different contracts or to break contracts to evolve in different areas of your life. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I certainly don't know. Right. Cause then, then we're not even touching on parallel universes, parallel timelines. I mean, where yeah, every time you make a choice, there's a, a split. I mean, we could really get into some woo, 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 woo. And these are the conversations that Mary Kay and Ashley are probably having because they are sevens, you know? Mm hmm. And like Mary Kate, that's her sole urge too, is a seven. So unconsciously, she really is trying to always understand why. Whereas Mary Kate wants to like travel more and like oh. change. And she's the one that's like adventuring. Ashley is? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true, but that's yeah. what her soul, her soul is the freedom loving adventurer. So always oh. wanting movement and change and something different. Yeah. Knowing like, a little bit about a lot of things whereas like Mary Kate maybe wants to study something like one or two things really in depth I mean they both do because they're both sevens but Mary Kate like unconsciously really wants that whereas Ashley will always kind of keep exploring 
And last thing we'll talk touch on is their karmic um, their karmic debt. Uh-huh. So in your name, if you have a number that's missing, that's something that's like a tool that you need to acquire in this lifetime. For Mary Kate, that's the eight of the business minded leader. So that's something she has had to work on. It was like maybe challenging for her more so. Not as much because her like mind number is an eight, but like kind of what you were just talking about. Uh-huh. Like Ashley seems to be more business minded. Yeah. Whereas for Ashley, it's relationships. Mm. Yeah. And it's routine and like work and health stuff. There was a rumor that she had Lyme disease. Interesting. I don't know if that's true. I mean, she was born on a four day. So her four karmic debt probably isn't as intense as like somebody who doesn't have four in their blueprint. Mm -hmm. But the two is really interesting because like, is she in relationship? Yeah. Oh, she is. She Kun, is. Kun Kian. With whom? Um, his name is Louis Eisner. How long have they been dating? Years now. Interesting. Two years. But before that, she kind of had a lot of boyfriends. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, that partnership and that, like, sensitivity, mm-hmm. kind of the surrendering aspect mm-hmm. of a relationship. It seems like from my perspective as a fan is that they that this is like her healthiest relation it seems like they're doing really well that's great yeah i love that for her am i you know an expert in mary kate or in ashley's relationship evolutions no no you're not Mm -hmm. but they look happy together in photos that's beautiful yeah so yeah, well, that's this is it. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more we could talk about. I but, feel like we truly like just we're reaching to scratch the mm-hmm, surface, right? But hopefully, it's interesting to listen to. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I had an interesting time talking about it. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yeah, great. I mean, I was getting literal chills down my oh. body thinking about how influential they are and how it's reflected in their charts. I know it's pretty spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Spooky twins. Spooky twins. Yeah. Well, I guess tell the listeners, because I know we got to go. You got to go to work. I do. I got to go do stuff. Tell the listeners where they can find, where you want to be found. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can find me on Instagram. My business Instagram, I don't really check. So I just kind of, I mean, I'm always here to give readings, but I'm no longer like reaching for it. I'm just kind of following my human design strategy of waiting for invitations. So if that's something you're interested in, you can reach out to me at Meredith Grows, which maybe you could put it in the details. I will, yeah, I'll tag you and everything. Um, yeah, and then I just leave you with this message. Go plant a seed. Go grow a thing. Like, nurture a plant. Um, love yourself. Talk to yourself nicely in the mirror. And uh, go watch a comedy show online if you don't feel safe going out yet but like go experience the arts that's all i have to say to y'all nice yeah good send off thank you so much oh my god well guys you know where to find me you know you can find this podcast anywhere you can rate review subscribe whatever i don't really care what you do anymore um i still have shirts on etsy give me pizza podcast on etsy the instagram give me pizza podcast okay that's it see you in a year bye <laughs>
I'm gonna do what I always do, which is um, sorry, just just start recording. <laughs> you already did that. Yeah, that's gonna be in a the blooper reel at the end, just so like Mary Kate and Ashley style movie, which is um, yeah, just the blooper reel. Gonna let a bitch know. Yeah. Or I belch. <laughs>